Oscar. Welcome back, listeners. Wow. La Liga delivers again, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a really great weekend. A weekend of lots of great goals, lots of great games. And it's not over yet. Assassinal Maria is happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but judging by that, maybe ends there is just to balance things out. <laughs> no, that's our faith. I'm pretty sure at home. I mean, Almeria might not win because as soon as I'm pretty good away from him. And Almeria don't have a striker anymore. So. Yeah, the striker, Sadiq, who got injured in the Real Sociedad game. But let's start off in the city of Seville because I feel that's where all the storylines are for this week. Mm-hmm. The big game was Betis Villarreal and Sevilla is the main attraction in terms of storylines for La Liga at the moment. Mm-hmm. But let's start with Betis Villarreal because that it felt like a final. Yeah, the atmosphere final in the first half, yeah. very tense. Mm-hmm. Lots of chances, but in the second half, when Betis came to life, they got the goal, and the reaction at the end, it felt like they just like secured the fourth spot. Or exactly, because when you look at it, it was only midway through this game and realized that this is a really, really important game because these are the two teams in many people's eyes that are besides Atleti. Top of like the main top four contenders. Yeah. So yeah. it's a yeah, so it was very important for Real Betis to finally beat Villarreal for Pellegrini to finally beat his old team. Yeah. And yeah, the way he celebrated just showed you like it really felt like this was a final. Yeah, it was. And and if you look at it from Betis' perspective, they go into this game, they lost Swami during the Europa League. Mm-hmm. They go into this game without Fakir. Luis Enrique comes into the game, he steps up, he provides a beautiful cross for Rodri to score the winner. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just that a lot of players who were so-called fringe players really stepped up. And that's something we saw a lot of this weekend. Yeah, exactly. On Luis Enrique, right? Me and someone else on Twitter were kind of like discussing that we're not really impressed with what he's seen from him so far. But he shut us up with that beautiful delivery. And like you said, Rodri, was there on hand to score his first goal since around this time last year. Yeah. And for Villarreal, this is the first time they've conceded a goal all season. So yeah. would, you, would you possibly be on the La Liga's goal conceded chart? He <laughs> wasn't there before. Yeah, he's, uh, he's there now. He's there now. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it was a pretty, it was bad luck for Villarreal because they lose Gerard in, mm-hmm. I believe, in the first or second half. And second. In the second half, and they start the game really well, actually. They have like two or three really good opportunities. Mm-hmm. I was impressed by Jackson again. His work rates is mm-hmm. fantastic, and the way mm-hmm. he passed down the bestest defenders. But Emery, in coming to this game, felt like, okay, we're going to break barriers this season. We're going to do something else. Is this a step back for them? Uh, I don't know if we can call this game one of those days or like a bad performance. Because when you look at it, Villarreal made six big chances in the yeah. game. They didn't take any of them because well, either Rui Silva was excellent or bad decision-making. Yeah. I feel like Villarreal, they were careless with some of their final touches and everything in the final third. And that's what caused them to do. Otherwise, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. And the injury, the injury of Gerard, right? Now they have, they've lost Gerard, they've lost Dijuma. They're in trouble up front because, like, if they're not finishing up chances, the best striker isn't available. Mm. It might make things difficult if they are to finish in the top four going forward. We'll have to see how bad Gerard's injury is. It looks like they wrapped out of ice around his hamstring, so hopefully it's not too serious. Luis Enrique will also be hoping. It's not too serious because internationals are around the corner. So I, I feel even if he doesn't go for the international break, it's pretty, it's at least a bit, it makes Lyra feel a little bit better. He's getting injured when there's going to be like a two-week break. So sure. that's what adds his recovery time. In the short term, how they handle it well, I mean, Alex Baena has been scoring goals this season. He scored a brace in the conference league, so maybe he can step up. Morales is there. Coquilan has become a goal scorer recently. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel 
they have the team has enough quality to manage without Jared. And I don't know when Dandrina comes back, but like you said, if two of them are out at the same time for a pretty long time, then that's bad. A player on the better side I want to highlight is Luis Felipe. And I felt I was very impressed with him at the front of Val. And I was mm-hmm. also impressed with him here. He just takes Betis' defense to another level. He's such an upgrade over Bartra. Yeah, it's a, yeah, he seems more reliable than Bartra. And he, yeah, like I said, against Real Madrid, he was really good today. He was really, really good. Um, Alex Moreno was also excellent today. The only person I was really letting the defense down was Petzela because every <laughs> a lot of the big chances Villarreal had, he was the architect. Because, like yeah. I said, Nicholas Jackson was just hosting this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's good for Betis to step in the right direction. They're finally get, getting this big results for Villarreal. They have a chance to play another team from the city of Seville next weekend when they play Sevilla. And Sevilla, they ended their long run, their long way for when they finally beat Espanyol. It looked like it was going to be comfortable, but boy, did they suffer at the end. Yeah, I will say though, I haven't watched the game. They were trundle up, and I didn't understand how they were trundle up because they weren't they weren't that good on the day. <laughs> it was a more even game. I was like, Espanol do not deserve to be losing trundle before halftime, and at least the scoreline kind of reflected the overall performance of both teams at the end of the day. But yeah, Sevilla got a really really unlikely hero to build them out on Saturday. <laughs> Lamela or Carmona. <laughs> And Carmona, Lamela was a pantomime villain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lamela scored, but then he went and made a pretty difficult task even more difficult by getting sent off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Carmona because he's been the one bright spark in their season so far. He's coming to the team. I believe he's a right back that he can play. He's a center back. Right? I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Either. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But like in this game, he played as a right back and mm-hmm. he was really decent like you put in lots of good crosses provided the first assist for Lamela's goal yeah brace mm-hmm. it's he deserves a spot in starting level given yeah given how um, Montiel and Navas have started he deserves a spot either at center back or right back it's pretty much anybody's I'm at center back definitely deserves a start because the other options there are trash to, yeah. to be honest yeah, but yeah, it was great for him to get two goals. And in this game, Sevilla, they were the architects of your own downfall in a way because, like you, you already mentioned Lamela with a pretty reckless challenge, got the right card. <laughs> but even in the anatomy on how it got so tight, mm-hmm. a, a handball for the goal, which maybe it's a bit harsh on Acuna. Yeah, I feel Bono should have done a lot better for, for the second goal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I think he had a great game. Yeah, Bono definitely should have done better for a second. And also, like, they did, Sevilla were just inviting pressure from Espanyol by not keeping the ball well. You know, Isco, Rakitic did. Uh, Rakitic came on and helped everybody. Isco, um, Oliver, Jordan, they didn't really do that well in the second half. And that led to um, Espanyol really ramping the pressure on them. But thankfully, first, Luapetegi, he's finally gotten a win yeah really yeah especially after what happened in the champions league or um, against barcelona and champions league like it was utter like pandemonium yeah. the ex-president was calling for the current president to go out Bono yeah and it, it seemed like a team that's on crisis emotionally. Yeah. yeah and they just really needed this yeah. but i'll say if i'm someone who's arguing for let's say the other side, let's say I'm anti Lopetegui, I'm like, okay, does this really solve our problem? Because we stay with this guy for longer rather than refresh. True, true, true. There's that, there is that problem, but I'm not a fan of sacking him so soon after the transfer window ends. Because to be fair to him, an attacker that he could probably do it in Yanezai isn't available yet. Yeah, he's one of the center backs he bought has been injured. That's hardly his fault. So uh, we'll have to see. Next week against Villarreal is a really important game for them. Also, I believe they play Copenhagen this week. Yeah. So 
these two games are must wins. Which was the more important one? I, I can't really say. I mean, getting back on track in the league is important and trying to get Champions League again, but the likelihood that Man City are going to beat Dortmund is pretty high. So it's best to take advantage of that as much as possible. And then if you can con- if you can start building good momentum now, by the time you face Dortmund, we might be having a completely different conversation about a completely different severe team, like a severe team that's like confident now. So yeah. the next game against Copenhagen is the most important. And by the time they play Dortmund, Lovetag will be hoping that Macau is fit, Yanuta mm-hmm. is well integrated into the team, Goldberg mm-hmm. as well. So it might give, there might be a different feeling. Yeah. But I will worry for him because I'm scared that if they play Villarreal and they do lose and I do see Villarreal beating them, mm-hmm. that maybe he, it's international break, let's sack him. Yeah, there's also that. Um, well, him losing the Villarreal game and getting sacked, that's probably the most ideal time to sack him, in all honesty. Because if you keep, let's say, like you said, if this is not sustainable and we're just prolonging the torture for all parties, you know, it's best to cut him loose after the international break should before the international break should they lose and then have the new manager whoever that is try and get an idea of things during the two weeks. Two weeks, and yeah. you're super spotted on that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's move on from a manager who's more stable in his job, Carlo Ancelotti. No Benzema, no major issues against Mallorca, although they did score most of the goals late on. Mm-hmm. And Hazard didn't really um, impress, did he? Uh, yeah, it was. The thing is, if you compare Hazard to Rodrigo and Vinicius, how Rodrigo and Vinicius scored their goals, that ability to get out of tight spaces was what created their goals. Yeah. Right? Hazard doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Hazard can connect with people, like drop off, make some flip-ons, but that change of pace isn't there anymore. And I honestly don't think it's ever going to come back. So, yeah, it's... I feel Rodrigo down the middle and Valverde on the wing is a much better system to replace Benzema. I know it didn't work in the classical last season, but it's better than having Hazard there. Yeah, but, but also in the class, I, I believe he started with Modric as like the oh. Most... oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. That, that weird Modric and Chris France press. Yeah. I always felt he could have played Rodrigo because even in this game, it felt like at, at certain points when Rodrigo was on and I believe Valverde, Valverde came on, Modric came on, it felt like they were playing a 4-4-2 in a way. And the way Rodrigo and Vinicius combined was mm-hmm. like really electric. And that could be a front two mm-hmm. that helps Real Madrid when Benzema is not there. Yeah. And yeah, like we talked about Rodrigo, um, his last two games and this one, he's really contributed a lot to Real Madrid winning. So... This season could be an important season where maybe should age catch up with Benzema injuries, like Rodrigo really takes that next step and assists Vinny in carrying Real Madrid to great things. Yeah, and let's not forget about Verde. He scored an excellent goal. Like all the yeah. shots I took last season that hit the bar. Finally <laughs> paid off in one great solo goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Rudiger also got his first goal for Real Madrid. I, I want to point out Mallorca. Like they... They, they impressed for 70-odd minutes. They defended yeah. well. They did their thing. Kandina yeah. and Mariki. Linked up yet again. And yeah, so if they are stay up, this pair is like the winning yeah. pair. I will say one more thing about, you know how Real Madrid are? Yeah. Remember that Antonio Sanchez had that big chance? <laughs> oh, <on>? yeah. <laughs> you know, once I saw that, I tweeted, they've missed their chance now. Three <laughs> more goals for Real Madrid incoming. And I was bloody right again. Because here's the thing, Real Madrid this season, in first halves, they are winning games in first halves like 8-5. Yeah. In second halves, it's like 14-0. Wow. <laughs> These guys really wear you down and the inevitability around the Real Madrid winner increases with every week and against every opponent they play. Yeah, and and thing is, thing about this major team is like you always feel they're a team that they might not always play brilliantly, but mm-hmm. they know how to beat the opponents in front of them. 
they know yeah. how to solve problems. They're good yeah. at solving teams. Like mm -hmm. if, if you compare them to like a Barcelona who would like amaze and play this brilliant style and like maybe win by the same scoreline, but Real Madrid, they just solve problems. They solve, they know what level they need to do to win yeah. a particular game. And that's why they're so good. Yeah. And to be fair to Real Madrid, they've scored just as many goals as Barca have. It's just that strangely enough, they've not kept a clean sheet in the league this season. Yeah, or, or maybe on the flip side, it's stranger enough, Barcelona <laughs> can see this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, they considered two goals, but it's the Madrid Derby, so maybe next week, so maybe things might change. Atletico, they also look very good in the game against Salsa Vigo, but I also say Salsa looked, Salsa looked very good too. It's, it, exactly. Salsa haven't had a bad game this yeah. year. Yes, I know they got hammered in the scoreline against both big Madrid teams, but they didn't play bad. Honestly, they could have, it could have been 3-1 to Celta in the first half with a little bit of luck going to Celta's side. Yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert who came in for Oblak, made some pretty big saves. He made some really good saves. The goal they eventually, that Vega eventually put past him, and that was one I was like, he could have done better, <laughs> but he, was, he, he kept the score, he kept Atleti alive before Korea scored, and that's the team with Atleti, right? This season, they're just so clinical. Yeah. They had four shots on target, four goals. One of the goals was an angle, but my point still stands. Yeah. Once, it, once it's on target this season, they're normally putting it in. Sure. But, but I feel in this game, what, what held the key was Rodrigo de Paul and Condobia because mm -hmm. the defense wasn't the most reliable when you <laughs> So, <laughs> captain Hermoso behind. <laughs> I saw Hermoso the captain's armband after he was boot hero and really known. Wednesday, on Wednesday, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like they want to like replicate Maguire and. <laughs> yeah, like Strand Larson really bullied this guy. <laughs> yeah, he did. But Rodrigo de Paul, though, he had, he had such an amazing game. Like, yeah. It's, everything that he does with Argentina, I feel in this game, he did with Atleti. Exactly. The driving runs to the box. He took his goal really, really well. It was deflected, but still was really good. The overall performance and partnership with Kondogbia in midfield was the strongest part of Atleti in this game. And that's what they built on, not the defense. Yeah, which is, which is surprising. And that, that, that's what's going to make this derby against Madrid so enticing. Unlike other derbies, when it was like Zidane Simeone and it was a binary scoreline. I do feel there will be goals in this. I'm not sure where it goes, but I do fancy Rodrigo and Vinicius against So Beto and... I, I, fancy, I fancy Vinicius against anybody these days. <laughs> yeah, with four goals like, so far in like, the, the season. Ooh. Yeah. Is Vinicius Jr. world-class? I'll, I'll say he's world-class. I'll say he's... I, I agree. At, that level. At, that, at, that at level this point... Where, because he's become a reliable player. He scores in big games. Mm -hmm. He scores spectacular goals. He's smarter in his decision making. So mm -hmm. I'd say at this point, he's at that level for his age group. Mm -hmm. Maybe for yeah. all the players in the world, he's definitely a very top player. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, the Madrid derby next week should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Both of them have, uh, they have slightly challenging games in the UCL, so we'll see how they rotate and everything. Yeah, I, I know something about the UCL. It's Bundesliga for Slaviq in all the groups. <laughs> yeah, Atleti, Real Madrid are playing Leipzig this week, right? Yeah, Atleti are playing Leverkusen. And we're playing um, against... Yeah, <laughs> Everyone has a Bundesliga team. Yeah, so we have, have Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah. If Bartlett... I couldn't be more obvious, could you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Holland going back. Holland playing his former team and Lewandowski playing his former team in the same week. Come on, they could, these guys don't have sense. You, you could have put them, put them a week apart. Let's. Yeah. Oh my God, do you ever? Don't let me do your job for you. <laughs> yeah, but but on Barca though, they had a fairly comfortable win against Cardiff. Finally beat beating Cardiff. They finally beat Cardiff, but. <laughs> But, to be honest, that was not the important thing that happened no, during the no. game, so I can't even brag about it. 
No, it wasn't. But it, it, it was sad to see what happened. Mm-hmm. But also, given the way the players, the fans, both sides reacted, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was a, it was something, it was a human spectacle, I would say. Yeah. Given yeah. how Barca threw the defibrillators to Ledesma, Ledesma, Ledesma trades, Jose Mari uh, carrying the um, stretcher into the crowd for the person. So I hope the two people are okay. And I heard, last I heard, they were pretty okay. So hopefully they can improve on their health. Yeah. And, and it's, it sort of makes it hard to talk about football. So. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it at Barca v. Cadiz. Cadiz are still in trouble. No wins. And El Sakiko next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. That's uh, Cadiz versus Bayern League. Oh, wow. I-, I feel sorry for Sergio, but at the same time, because I feel like Lopetegui, the mm-hmm. planning hasn't been great for Cadiz, mm. rather than. It's like Cadiz, did, for a long time in the window, they didn't. Make any significant improvement on this on the squad, and then they just made a lot of interesting signings later in the window. But those signings have not really gelled yet. So yeah, Sergio is in trouble. No, it's not really gelled. But on the flip side, Barcelona, Xavi just equaled um, Zidane's um, record away win. Barca looked brilliant against Pilsen. They looked they they looked brilliant in almost all, all their games, but... except for Bloody Ryan. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say I'll say one thing though, and you, you might think oppositely because you really love Barca, but I I'll say they got the teams, they got the teams at the right possible time, like they got Bayern the lead, which is possibly the worst team in the league, uh, Sevilla in crisis, Cadiz. Who mm, to, if, you, if you want to be super cynical, we can say that honestly. <laughs> we can also, I mean, they can also say that, but I'm actually I agree with you, but in a different way. I agree that. This team is a team that's still learning the, about themselves. Yeah. Javi is a young manager who is not perfect and has made a couple of questionable decisions this season that I've been like, what are you doing? An experienced coach will not make that. But yeah, this is still a team in transition. And while we're having tremendous results now, there's going to be yeah, little bips and that means more could score for in every game. So that, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like like it's for example, Barca have Elche next next week, which is and, which is like and then we have crisis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, Celta are going to be Celta. Not a difficult yes. team for us, but at home. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, Bayern on Tuesday is going on to Tuesday. Be... Yeah, that, that's going to be the test, and that's what that's what I was going for because. I'll say the biggest, the most impressive performance for Barca this season was Rosa Ciudad because, like, they were in good form. They mm-hmm. played Barca and they gave Barca a really good test. Mm-hmm. But since then, I'll say the teams they played have either been in crisis or, frankly, they haven't been that good. Mm-hmm. But Bayern will be the one that will yeah. test Barcelona. Yeah. And my, as a Barca fan, my expectation from this game is just one team. Do not lose by more than two goals. <laughs> If you're losing 2-0 and Bayern just beat you and you're like, okay, that's fine. You tried. Do not capitulate. Do not give up. <laughs> do not throw in the towel. Anything else is a bonus for me because, okay, okay, let me be a bit more positive. At least draw. And the waypoint at, at the big team is pretty good. If we can win, that's absolutely brilliant. I'll take it. But. Yeah. The, I think the most realistic result and what I predict is a score draw. I, I think different set. I think Barca they should they should win this game or not should win this game, but it, everything is set up for them to win because they're playing a Bayern who haven't been on form. They're playing mm-hmm. a Bayern who's they've struggled domestically. I yeah. think Barca have looked really good. The players look good compared to the last times they played each other. So yeah, I but there's another thing. Yeah, you've noticed that Barca are the only La Liga team not to tr- go behind at any point this season. Yeah, after Villarreal, let's say we go behind early, what would the response be? That should that would be very critical in determining what kind of team we are. Because look at Real Madrid when they're in adversity and how they respond. That's that tells you everything to know about them. So we need to be like that. 
that's if we're going behind. But if Ter Stegen keeps everything calm, then that's <laughs> good too. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like Bayern can pose a lot of questions that, like you said, we haven't been asked so far this season. And given how reactionary football fans are, either way this game goes, there'll be reactions soon. <laughs> Yeah, especially with Lewandowski going back and everything. Yeah. Um, but to be fair to Bayern, like they haven't been great domestically, but they have looked they did look very good against Inter Milan. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see that. We'll see that when it come when it happens. An interesting game so far. But yeah. going back to La Liga, talking about capitulation, Elche really capitulated <laughs> against Atlético. Yeah. You know we're talking about Osakiku and how Pacheta Pacheta less so since we last talked. Because River did one on Monday. Yeah. But yeah, Francisco is looking in trouble now. Especially given the fact that it's a centenary year for Alpshe. And mm-hmm. how how do you defend being 4 0 down at against, against Atom? Athletic? Yeah, kind of. What's, what's even point. more insulting is the fact that it took them being 4 0 for them to actually play. Because yeah. in the second half, I thought they played as well as Athletic. But maybe you can say Athletic took their foot off the cast. Like we've won the game, but still to to only to start showing hunger when you're falling you down. If I'm a fan, I feel slightly insulted by that. So there's that. And the fact that almost every team that has played against Elche this season has absolutely slapped them. It's it's worrying very worrying for Francisco. But on the flip side for Athletic, it's good that they're scoring again. They can't they can't seem to score at San Mamez, but yeah, exactly. Away from home, I noticed it's them like their two away games have seen them score eight times. Yeah. But at home, their results are mixed. They drew against Mallorca, even though they probably could have well, in all three home games, they created enough chances to win by more by at least one or two. But you know, athletic sometimes. Yeah, and, and Valverde made the point and his pressure that like the team that takes possibly the most shots in the league, mm-hmm. they reach the area the most in the league. So it's offensively they're doing okay, but it's just a matter of like having the patience to finish things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one guy who did have the patience was very first La Liga goal was Nico Williams, and he exactly. took it really well. He looked like yeah. a bad game on. Yeah, and he was involved in the penalty that they won, and he forced the own goal for the opener. So. Someone like Nico Williams, for example, if he keeps improving, he's going, he's going to make the attack better. Berenguer, if he keeps his consistency, Munayin is always Munayin. Inaki, Inaki can keep doing what Inaki does. But, you know, a little bit more precise finishing would, would go so far to help Athletic. Very well. But at least they're not suffering like Ross Sociedad, who lost to Katape. Finally, Hatafi get get a win. Your man Enesri now better than Hatafi. Messi and Ronaldo put together. <laughs> at this moment, yeah. <laughs> well, let's leave Messi out of it at this moment, but Ronaldo definitely. <laughs> yeah, what a free kick! And the Hatafi went on, on from there for stretch strength. Alenia gets in the goal, mm-hmm. then Bryce almost sort of cut it back. Do you think this was a case of Real Sociedad after that emotional win against Manchester United? coming to Atafi and not being able to put up the same performance. Yeah, um, yeah. Russo had made quite a few ch- changes to their team that beat my United. I think the way Sorlot and Sadiq played, it's better to have only one of them on the pitch unless you're like trailing. I feel like if a, a pure striker and a like pseudo striker is the best combination for them as against two big number nines. Yeah. Another thing is that Real Sociedad's record after European games is generally poor. So there's that. Yeah, and 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 something about them is that I've always felt is that I just don't feel they have a squad large enough to compete for Europe. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, but again, it's good win against United. So I think they'll take that and they're like, yes, we can still get through our group. So. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad news for Real Sociedad. Yeah. It's even better news for Girona, who got another win. Renier getting on the score sheet. I believe this is his first goal in La Liga. 
yeah. one two with an absolute belter to bring one back to via the lead. But Oriel Romeo on his first game, I believe, for Girona, got the winner. So, I think his first game back at Montlivi. Montlivi, yes. At, uh, at Montlivi, at least. Yeah, I got the winner, which was which is pretty important for Girona because they won two out of their three home games. And for a newly promoted team, having a strong home form is pretty important if you want to stay up. Also, I believe Rainer Jesus is the youngest goal scorer in Girona's history, wow. if I'm not mistaken. The next Kaka, apparently. Yeah. But, but and, he, did, he did take his goal well, very well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good goal. It was a really good assist by Alex Garcia as well. And for Valladolid and El Sakigo against Cadiz, like, do we have faith in them to pull up a result and, and things for Sergio? Or will it be the other way around and there are questions about Pacheta? Huh? I believe, though, that while River River did at least have a win and a draw and Weisman is just coming back and he already scored one. So if he's fit enough to start against Cardiff next Monday, then I can only see one win. Interesting. We'll, we'll have to wait and see Weisman destroying Sergio's career. <laughs> <laughs> the man who brought into La Liga, he, he puts him out of a job. That would just be... Yeah, finally, I didn't want to talk about this. That's why I put it last. Rayo versus Valencia and Boy, boy, <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, wait, there's something to see. We, we now talk about the Friday games or Monday games last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Valencia's verbal did, did burst. It, it wasn't a very good game for Valencia. Yeah. Ryo were brilliant. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised when I saw the stat. They hadn't won at Vallecas this, this year. year. And this was their first win. And they haven't won at Vallecas in the. I think they may have won a game in the Cup. Because they got to the semi-final, but in the league for sure, this is their first win at home. <laughs> Which is good for Ryu. And Ryu have actually started the season pretty decently. Isi Palazon has started the season pretty well. Valencia, they are better at home, but then away from home. You know. Yeah, because I've seen better performances from Valencia, but this was just like Ryu just outwork Valencia, they outpass Valencia. They just felt like they had more to them than Valencia did, which was somewhat scary. But yeah. saying that, like there were some chances that Valencia had that the one that Nico had before he scored yeah. the old goal. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was unfortunate for Nico. Yeah. I think it's like with Valencia it's like Valencia generally this is in the trend besides the Hatafe game where they absolutely were amazing. The trend has been they've created They've made they've done good things, they just haven't had the quality all the time to make those good things go. So maybe you think someone like Avani when he's ready, and I don't know when he's going to be ready, would improve some of that, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that. And for Rayo, next up is going to San Mamés play Athletic Club, Valverde versus Rayo, let's see if student. That would be something interesting for next yeah. week. And, and then Rayo. Beats them last year away from home, so yeah. we'll see if Athletic Club can put in a really strong home performance as they do away from home. True, true. Now let's go to Europe and let's see. Let's just go through things that have happened. Uh, no Premier League this week because of what happened with the Queen. Uh, but there was. Do you think this is good or bad news for English teams going into the Champions League? Because I think this gives them a bit of freshness compared to the rest of the competitors. Yeah, it gives them fresh as well. At the same time, you lose a bit of match up. And so it depends. It just depends on which one you value more. And I feel some teams needed a weekend off after their displays in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> cough, cough. Yeah, KK absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Napoli were on fire. Joe Simeone even got a goal. Like, and you know he had the Champions League uh, tattooed on his yeah. arm because he wanted to play in it, and he scores in his first game. Man. That yeah, and kisses the arm, and yeah. kisses the arm tattoo like he said he would when he was thirteen. So that was beautiful to see, and that came, I believe, days after 
Giuliano Simeone scored. Yeah. For Real Zaragoza. And he also scored with the Blatte today for Real Zaragoza to get them the Beautiful. first win in yeah, La Liga Smart Pack. So good, good Sim- time for the Simeone family. Indeed. And Napoli are also top of Syria. So again, they're in a really good moment. They've started the season well. Hopefully they can finish what they started for once. <laughs> <laughs> and next up for Napoli is Rangers. Do you feel like they'll be scared off by the intense atmosphere in Ibrox? Um, I think they'll destroy Rangers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm Celtic. Celtic Park also has a good atmosphere, but that didn't stop Real Madrid from Real Madrid in them. So. Yeah. I feel Napoli have in too much quality to be bothered by atmosphere, but Rangers, if there's any Rangers fan listening, I mean, the Rangers are not a bad team. They just came up against a really, really good Ajax. So if Napoli can play, yeah, I believe if Napoli plays their best in any case, that the win is theirs. Yeah, and Ajax, they have Liverpool. Liverpool, they will be like looking at wins from this. Yeah. And Ajax do something at Anfield. Uh, at Anfield, it's going to be more difficult, but it's, it's, it's not, given how bad Liverpool's defending was against Napoli. And they say you're only as good as your last game. So I don't, if Ajax were to get a positive result, it won't shock me. That's all I'll say. Yeah, me neither, me neither. And let's talk about the German teams for a bit. Like we always said, there was this La Liga versus Bundesliga we're going to see next and during the week. Uh, Bayern, they drop points again. But Dortmund also, they massively lost to Leipzig 3-0. Marco Rosa going back to... Marco Rosa joining Leipzig after Domenico Tedesco sacked because mm-hmm. Shakhtar... Destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, that, that was a massacre. <laughs> the, the counterattacks from Shakhtar were... Yeah, and the counterattacks and um, Gulashi just absolutely funding everything. Yeah, but, but now Leipzig looks renewed. Mm-hmm. They have um, Real Madrid. Should Real Madrid be worried about this? Um, is, is, is the game at the Bernabeu or yeah, Red Bull? Leipzig, in general, their intensity and their fast transitions is something to worry about because I believe they're fast enough to give Real Madrid troubles. But ultimately, we know who's going to win this game. So <laughs> why do we do it? But yeah. I believe, I'm, I mean, but the new manager Bells is important and Marco Rose has gotten a good result against Real Madrid in the past. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and for Dortmund, this isn't a great um, rehearsal for a Man City game. Yeah, um, going from getting destroyed by Schlobberslide to meeting <laughs> Haaland isn't exactly what's exactly comforting. So, Especially yeah, the rest of Haaland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, I won't write, rule Dortmund out completely, because they've been... Sometimes they've been good this year, and the other times they've been like what they were in the weekend. But so we'll see which Dortmund turns up. Yeah, and on Leverkusen, they haven't had the greatest of starts to the season. They drop points yet again. It's written in the stars they're going to beat Atleti in Germany, isn't it? Nah, I, it's, it's, it's honest. It's, it's going to happen. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Atleti, I, I believe what's more like is Atleti draw later on or something. Because okay. Atleti, love making things a lot more dramatic than they should be. Oh, man. The as evidenced as their last Champions League game. Yeah, it's it's like the, the first 19 minutes, nothing happened. Nothing mm-hmm. at all. A- apart from him also, like, almost killing a Porto player. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets to go, concedes a penalty, and then you think it's over, right? Then Griezmann scores in the 101th minute. It's the most athletic thing possible. <laughs> Exactly. That the last eleven minutes of that game. If you want, if you're new to Atleti and you want to find out how they are, just watch that last minute. Those last <laughs> eleven minutes. But yeah, but in all seriousness, I believe that given the fact that Atleti have just beaten a pretty good Celta four-one, they should be confident and you know anything other than a win against um, Bayer Leverkusen would be a disappointment given the form of the two teams. 
And in Bundesliga, there's surprise leaders. They're Union Berlin and Freiburg. Did you, did you see this coming? Six games into the season, I think. And Freiburg, I could see. You, you could see it given how that they were really good last season and yeah. almost got top four. So it's good to see them continuing that. But Union Berlin, no, I didn't see that coming. No. Let's, let's move on to Italy, shall we? Because like a lot of Serie A teams, they won by the minimum. Inter winning 1-0. They have to beat Victor Oposen. They have to this, this, this week. Yes. Given the fact that the, cha- the history between Bayern and Barcelona does not favor us, <laughs> this is a golden opportunity because if you don't beat Victoria Pilsen and Barcelona gets something from Bayern, you have to play Barcelona two times in a row. And Bayern have to play Victoria Pilsen two times in a row. And there's no way Bayern aren't going to get at least one win from Victoria Pilsen. But so... If you're Inter, this game is massively important. Yeah, and for Bayern, let's talk about them a bit because, like, they're they're playing Barcelona. From their point of view, if they can, if they beat Barcelona, this that's the group effectively wrapped up. Isn't it? Yeah, if they beat Barcelona, then I believe that means they're getting out of the group. Not that we anyone had any words about them getting out of the group, but if they, if they. Let's say they lose to us, which I hope they do, and Inter win. It makes things a little bit more interesting in the group of deaths. Yeah. So hopefully things are made interesting instead of predictable. Like everyone and their mother is saying we're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if Bayern win this, then maybe they focus more their attention on the Bundesliga and huh? they rest a couple of players for Victoria Pils and and then... Huh. I could see them winning both of the games against Victoria Pilsen. So it's 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 a layup. It's a layup. Yeah. Um, going to Juventus though in Serie A, they, oh, they that was funny. <laughs> the funniest now this <laughs> Yeah, Juve were losing to Neil to Sarantina. They Juve start coming back late on. Bonucci and Bremer score. Milik scores. A stoppage time winner. He's already on yellow card. Takes off his shirt. <laughs> knows he's going to get sent off. He's like, yeah, he's called the winner. No. And wait, VAR comes in, cancels the goal. No. Oh, you may no. get a point, and Milik still gets sent off. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I was oh, like, I did watch the game. I watched the highlights after, but like, I was following like what was going on. I just saw. Milik scored and then Milik was sent off immediately. So I put two and two together. I was like, he must have gotten sent off for taking off his shirt. Wow. And I look again, I see his two. I'm like, wait, this guy gets sent off for that. <laughs> and yeah. they are they're honestly they're what Barcelona were last season, but they still well, no, we, we are not we are not that bad. At least we didn't look okay. Look at if we were to play PSG last season and PSG gave did the strategy of giving us the ball, we would have done something with it instead of looking clueless. Because <laughs> it's like you be right, Paredes, after Paredes plays a true ball, that's it. That's where the move ends. Everyone else is like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they have, they have to improve against Benfica because in Serie A, they've been dropping points like left, right, and center. But... Mm-hmm. And if they play Benfica and Benfica get something from, from them, because I believe they're at home, and things yeah. would look serious for Juve in terms of getting out of the group. Yeah, and teams, if Benfica get anything out of Juve, it's going to be difficult because you're... Yeah, it's, it, may, it may not be... It's not the end of the world, but at this point in time, do we really trust Juve to beat... Where's the last team in their group again? Mac- their name Maccabi is Haifa. Do you really trust Juve to beat them? No, no. I, I can see Haifa gets in the point from Juve in Israel. That has so. a thing. So, much like Barca last season, in the sense of having to play a really strong team and then Benfica. You know, it's like you have Juve have to win this game. Like Allegri came out and said before the PSG game that the game against Benfica is the most important. Is that being overly negative and looking down on yourself? Yes, but it's kind of the truth, yeah. especially after Juve's performances this season. So they have to win that game for sure. Yeah, they really have to. But for PSG, I think the game against uh, Maccabi is going to be a layup. 
but I want to touch on what something you mentioned on social media between Hakimi and Mbappe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, it's it. Football Twitter, you know how football Twitter are very active. Football Twitter yeah. normally divides PSG into two teams. Yeah. Neymar and Messi versus Mbappe and Hakimi. Why so? Hakimi seems to only remember he can cut the ball back when Mbappe is in the box. Apparently, when anyone else is in the box, Hakimi doesn't do that. So it's a, from that perspective, it's a bit strange to see Mbappe arguing with his special teammates, quote-unquote. <laughs> but yeah, what that shows to me is that, I mean, it's just another example of why I like Mbappe as a player, but off the pitch, he can be a bit something. Like you compare him to Haaland, Mbappe is the better player by a lot. But Haaland, Haaland off the pitch seems like someone you'd want to get a drink with, like a really nice guy. You, you don't see him like slandering teammates or threatening to sell teammates. <laughs> Yeah, he, he did get a drink with Joaquin and he posted Yeah, something. and he posted, yeah, exactly. For something like that, I think I did you proud, sir, <laughs> after <laughs> beating Sevilla. <laughs> that, was, that was great to see. But yeah, Mbappe, he's a great player, but the whole, you know, every time he and Neymar, every other game PSG play, I'm always hearing something like he and Neymar did this or that. I'm like, can you guys just grow up? You're both adults, like. And you both, if you 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 guys realize that for PSG to win the Champions League, you have to minimize this kind of childish behavior. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they realize that, and maybe that might be their undoing. Because even yeah. in, even in Ligue 1, they, it's not like they're like pulling clear of everyone at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they might they might eventually, but like Marseille, but Marseille are like, doing really well now. Yeah, and, and they were impressive against Spurs and giving until the, the red card. Until the red card, yeah. So. Do, do you fancy them to win against uh, our boys, Frankfurt, who really disappointed us <laughs> by getting thrashed? <laughs> yeah. Um, I fancy Marseille against Frankfurt at this moment in time because, like you said, Frankfurt have been started season that well. Sporting absolutely destroyed them, so it would not shock me if Marseille did the same thing. Yeah, true. And what about Milan going back to Italy? Because they... They won. They came back to win this weekend. They have Dinamo Zagreb, who shouldn't be taken lightly because of what they did to Chelsea, who we get on to finally. But with Milan, what do we expect from them in this game? I think we should expect Milan to win this game, honestly, because they've played against our Red Red Bull. They play against Zagreb. They're going to have a doubleheader with Chelsea. So Chelsea may wake up they might not wake up, but you have to take advantage of Zagreb and hope that Red Bull take advantage of Chelsea right now because it's not looking good over there. Yeah, true. And with Zagreb, like all power to them, they won mm-hmm. against Chelsea, which cost Tuchel his job. Uh, Graham Potter, who's done really good things at Brighton, is going to be the new manager of Chelsea. Um, what should people know about him? Like who maybe haven't watched Brighton before? Um, yeah. what kind of style is he going to bring to this Chelsea team and do you feel he has the quality to get them out of the group first of all I'll say among the Premier League coaches Graham Potter is actually one of my favorites when he came to Brighton in 1920 he started he they left the Chris Eaton era of like you know typical rugby relegation football to playing like more progressive trying to and player from the back trying to have control of the ball. So he's a pretty progressive manager in that sense. For, and Brighton have had pretty good results under him. Part of the highlights of their of his career with Brighton have been destroying my United <laughs> twice. <laughs> and yeah, I believe with better players at Chelsea, he can do good things. It's just... Will he, given how Chelsea managers drop like flies, how long is he going to stay there? That's that would be my worry. But yeah. I believe if he's given patience and time, he can do well for Chelsea. Whether yeah. he gets patience and time is the question. 
That's true. And, and we all know Chelsea, like whenever a manager tries to implement that progressive style, they've never... Yeah. So it's either to go back to like the terrorismo style with like Tuchel or the, the players revolt. Yeah, it's like, it's not how many players did buy and swap out Chelsea as to Chelsea in that regard. Yeah. And I have a like a statement to make about that because I feel sorry for Brighton, right? The same way I feel sorry for... I felt sorry for Leganes when Barca mm. took away Martin Berthwaite. And I feel, again, that rule that we had in La Liga with players was a bit unfair, given, <laughs> like unfair in certain circumstances. The same way I feel taking a manager away from a smaller club. Just after the transfer window. I feel that's patently unfair. Like that should not be allowed to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really so for Brighton that this has happened. I... I have no idea if they replaced him yet or who they're planning to replace him with. But this is a massive blow to their aspirations this season. Yeah, and I guess, and I guess obsessing because like it's another example of football where like big mm-hmm. teams that don't really need any help, yeah. they're taking advantage of a smaller team. And that's something mm-hmm. that really irks me the wrong way, yeah. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Bryce might get Pochettino. And... <laughs> Sevilla might get Pochettino if things go the way we expect <laughs> that to go. But yeah. another thing, from the Chelsea point of view, I do not get sucked into Kel just when the window has ended. Yeah, especially when you oh, brought in players for. Aubameyang came to Chelsea because of Tuchel. Yeah. And now look, you just look at. You, I just saw this thing late, but I saw it where. And they posted, I almost joined them. <laughs> I'm like, what's that about? Oh, man. No way yeah. on Twitter? On Instagram, it's Instagram story. I believe I put it on my own Instagram story. That, that I know I definitely shared it with my brothers so we could laugh at just. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I, I find that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, oh. let's see how everything evolves. Yeah, let's see how it evolves. It's going to be another Champions League, interesting Champions League week, possibly, hopefully, interesting La Liga week coming up. And we'll be here to analyze it and break it down for you. And thanks again for listening. Thanks, Oscar, for being a partner to this podcast. And no problem. I wish all of you have a wonderful weekend enjoying football and see you all next week. And don't forget to like and subscribe.